Welcome to the BJJ Counselor Podcast. I'm your host, Bakari Akil. Okay, what's going on, everyone? Today, what I wanted to do was talk about a subject that has been bandied about since we've known about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the United States. And that is the question of, do most fights go to the ground? Now, I have been involved, been involved with grappling for a very long time. And what I want to talk about is a study that I conducted in 2007. Now, this study was published in Black Belt Magazine, and it's been in a lot of internet forums, et cetera, where people were arguing, arguing about my results, et cetera. Now, as you guys know, I am a professor by profession. That is what I do. I'm in the communication field. And when I was starting out, I did a study on whether these fights go to the ground. And, you know, the majority of fights go to the ground. And so today that is what I wanted to talk about. So people who have been following MMA, submission grappling, and martial arts since 1994 have been aware of the increasing emphasis placed on ground fighting. Yes, a lot of the push is because ground fighting experts are trying to convince people to become involved in their martial art or trying to attract more students to their studios. However, there is an extreme seriousness to their claims as well because people can get injured, maimed, or killed if they aren't able to defend themselves. We all know this. As a serious MMA or submission grappling fan, you've probably either heard or read the following claims. 90 to 95% of the fights go to ground, go to the ground. Most fights go to the ground. These claims have become a part of the lexicon of grappling gurus and their participating disciples, including me. However, is it true? As a person who has been involved in some aspect of martial arts since I was nine years old, I've been a part of the tradition of accepting claims verbatim from martial arts professionals. Most of the advice have, has been wise, while other times it has landed me in situations I don't want to talk about. And you guys know, watching those kung fu movies, you know, that they used to play on TV nonstop or the American karate movies that they used to play on, in, on TV or have in the movies can have, give you a warped sense of reality. So when I heard this claim coming from so many jujitsu and submission grappling experts in the 90s, I accepted it at face value. However, as an academic, this statement over the last or over the, the years has begun to or yeah, has begun to bother me or bother me. I began to wonder on what basis could this claim be made? Are there any studies that have been conducted to verify these assertions? So I reached a standstill in these thoughts on this subject and I needed to know what was fueling the mantra that 90 to 95% of fights go to the ground. Was it just an urban myth or was it real? And of course we know the Gracies, they put this information out there, etc. So what I did over a period of three months and when it, before I conducted the study was I designed and implemented an exploratory study with the expressed interest of trying to see if there was any validity in the claim that 90 to 95% of fights go to the ground or that most fights go to the ground. Over 300 street fights were analyzed during the study. The results were clarifying as well as totally unexpected. For the purposes of my study, I needed actual fights between average citizens. However, 
it is nearly impossible to find access to enough physical fights between two people to analyze in person, especially in a timely and safe manner. Therefore, an alternative method had to be chosen in order to study this question. This problem was resolved by using the readily available data uploaded and archived on YouTube. You know, uh, the, the video sharing website provided me with an abundant amount of data to analyze the question regarding how often fights end up on the ground and by what methods do fighters end up on the ground. For the purposes of the study, I conducted a content analysis where 300 fights were dissected over a two-month period in order to address the question of whether 90 or 95 percent of the fights, if they go to the ground. And now, if the minutia of the, the, the actual study and how I conducted this, if you guys look up a content analysis and how those studies are conducted, you can see it just wasn't a, a willy-nilly situation where I just randomly, you know, I just picked out, uh, you know, uh, just out of the cloud. It was done in a detailed uh, manner. And you can look up that information to see exactly how those studies are done. But the research questions that I had for those or for this study was, what percentage of the fight, research question one is, what percentage of fights in with both fighters having gone to the ground at some point during the physical confrontation? Research question two was, what percentage of fights end with only one fighter having gone to the ground at some point during the confrontation? Research question three is, by what methods do fighters end up fighting off the ground? Is it punch, was it a kick, a takedown, a push? So, what were the findings, just to get to it? Although these findings can't be generalized to the entire population, in this study, both fighters ended up on the ground in 42% of the fights analyzed. This percentage increased substantially to 72% when analyzed for at least one fighter going to the ground. So with both fighters, it was 42%. And this increases substantially when it's two, well, it's just one fighter 72%. So what do these numbers indicate for research questions uh, one and two? It means that the people who have been making these claims are not far off the mark. They just have to be more specific. In other words, there is more than a good chance that if two people fight, one of them is going to end up on the ground. 72% in this study. The chance that both will end up there is much less, less 42%. But it is substantial enough that one should focus on ground defense. The third research question that needed to be answered is, how do these fighters end up on the ground? And in my study, the answer to that query is that, or was that 57% of the fighters who ended up on the ground were taken down by a throw. 57% were taken down by a throw, a trip, or being pulled to the ground. Being pushed only accounted for 7% of fighters who ended up on the ground. So learning how to grapple and more specifically how to apply and stop takedowns is vital to fighting. The other most common way that fighters ended up on the ground was by being punched. This accounted for 35% of the total incidents where a fighter was sent to the ground. One other important point is for martial artists or others who might rely on kicking techniques. Out of 300 analyzed fights and 600 fighters, 
only one person fell to the ground because of a kick. However, that kick did result in a knockout of the person on the receiving end. So, can't be shooed away just because it doesn't happen often. Now, let's talk about what happens when fighters actually do hit the ground. One very interesting finding from the study involved what happens to fighters once they fall. At the following rates, here's what happens. The first person to hit the ground faced the following outcome. They either lost the fight, 59%, or there was no discernible victor, 33%, essentially a draw. Those who hit the ground second or remained standing faced different outcomes. Those who remained standing either won the fight 59%, nearly 60%, or no discernible victor could be declared 33%, which is a good outcome. Unless it's a, it was a Pyrrhic victory and both of you guys are messed up beyond recognition. All right, this finding recurred repeatedly even if only one person went to the ground or if both people went to the ground. It even applied to situations where both fighters ended up on the ground and the person who initiated the takedown or pushed or punched someone in that direction landed on the ground first. Let me say that again. It even applied to situations where both fighters ended up on the ground and the person who initiated the takedown or pushed or punched someone in that direction landed on the ground first. In this study, fighters who hit the ground first were the clear victors in less than 5% of fights observed. So even if you're the aggressor and you initiate a takedown and you end up falling first, you're going to lose. Uh, not, <laughs> not you're going to lose. But the results from the study that I conducted showed most likely you would lose. So you don't want to hit the ground first. That's just something that came out of the study. This indicates that in a street fight, it is a major no-no to hit the ground first in any way. The findings were so one-sided in this category it is highly likely that this is a major factor in determining who wins fights. Future studies should replicate these results. Women should also be careful to make sure that, and here's some other tips, should also be careful to make sure that their hair is pinned up in an altercation as many takedowns involving women were due to their opponents grabbing their hair, and this was 19%, and using it as a tool to control their head movement. In this study, it was almost a guaranteed takedown if only one woman had control of the other woman's hair. The other option was being pummeled. In one fight, a man's dreadlocked hair was also used to throw him to the ground. And so I, I think further research would demonstrate that hair grabbing is not a habit related to gender, but availability. So another finding that we can talk about that could support the argument that people should learn ground defense is that the fighter to hit the ground usually lost the scramble for positional dominance. Now listen to this, guys. All of you guys who do not like takedowns in grappling, the fighter who was taken down first usually lost the scramble for positional dominance. They were either quickly mounted, side mounted, or had blows rained down on them from many angles. Now, although the majority of the positional dominance observed would be considered crude from a trained martial artist's uh, perspective, it did demonstrate why, why ground training is necessary. Most of the combatants were at a loss of what to do when they were controlled 
and subsequently pummeled. Now, let's talk about some other things uh, related to this study that I, that was interesting. Who's fighting who? In reference to the characteristics of the fighters in the study, demographic questions such as age, ethnicity, or race could not be asked. However, records were kept using this you know, using my best judgment. So, of the 600 combatants who fought, their opponents usually looked like them in a number of categories. Men fought men. Women fought women. Ethnicities or races appeared to be similar, as in whites fighting whites, blacks versus blacks, etc. Combatants also appeared to be the same age. Old men fought old men. Teenagers fought what appeared to be teenagers. And adults fought, fought adults. This study suggests that a person involved in a street fight is most likely going to fight someone just like them. So, what are some tips for avoiding conflict or inevitable confrontations? You know, we talked about what happens when people hit the ground, what are the percentages, the numbers, etc. How can you avoid all of these things? So, some interesting things to point out are that although some fights appear to be spontaneous, most of them had an incubation period where many decisions led up to the ultimate physical confrontation. From studying these fights, it is my opinion as the researcher that many of them could have been avoided. However, in cases where a fight was unavoidable, here's the following advice that I can offer. Number one, never allow anyone to invade your zone of safety. This is a distance where they can quickly sucker punch you, push, pull, or grab you without you being able to react. Number two, do not walk up to anyone trash talking or allowing them to talk trash to you. Either way, someone will most likely be hit in mid-sentence. Number three, either fight or exit the scene. Make the decision quickly. Do not argue and do not posture up face-to-face, chest-to-chest, or shoulder-to-shoulder. And watch out for headbutts. Number four is, do not try to fight more than one person, especially if you are alone, and that should just be common sense. Number five, do not allow yourself to get mounted, where your opponent is sitting on your chest with both of the legs straddling your rib cage. This was the absolutely worst position for the fighters in the study. And most importantly, do not be the first person to hit the ground. So, there you have it study I conducted in 2007. It was published in Black Belt Magazine. Had a, a lot of interest in the past. So it's an, it was an exploratory study. It was trying to find out if 90 to 95% of fights end up on the ground. The results offered in this study indicated that 90 to 95% is too high of a percentage rate. It's probably closer to 42% where both fighters hit the ground and 72% where at least one fighter hits the ground. But in the final analysis, an overwhelming majority of fights did end where at least one fighter ended up on the ground at some point. As this was an exploratory study, more are definitely needed to explore this topic in other grappling or MMA-related issues. However, that was probably the most important finding in this study, is that if you are untrained and are the first person to end up on the ground in a fight, 
there's a good chance that you will lose. And the best you can hope for is that no victor can be declared. All right, guys. I want to thank you as always for checking out my, my work. Uh, I have questions at the bottom that you guys can answer. So don't, you know, hesitate answering those questions, filling out some of the polls. Just a click. You know, you can check out my books on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And also you can check out my grappling on Instagram as well as YouTube under the name Mouthguard Comic. All right, guys, take care. Peace.